And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Yes, hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead uh, podcast. I'm joined by David Rispin and I've got uh, Brian Kelly in front of me and I am of course Mickey Brennan. Uh, lads, uh, we've uh, an action-packed podcast and you know at this time of the year you kind of be expecting to try and fill it with, uh, I don't know, like Christmas parties, Christmas stocking and <laughs> stuff and Christmas parties and all that but uh, there's still plenty of stuff going on Brian. Yeah, the 2019 season hasn't even finished and the 2020 season is up and running. Yeah. Kyo Cup started this weekend, O'Barn Cup next weekend. Sure, what more could you want? Yeah, absolutely. And, and on top of that, we have results from under-21 football. We have hurling under-21 uh, as well. Um, we had another under-21 semi-final. You mentioned it already. We had the Kyo Cup. Then we'll have to have a look forward to next weekend where Clan McGill are out in the club, Leinster Club final. Um, Mead are taking on Loud on Sunday then in the O'Burn Cup um, yeah, and big then, shout out for the up for the match in the West Court and Drogheda this week it's Loud's All-Ireland on Sunday so best luck to them with that yeah yeah there's the the bunting and the banners and the flags and everything are up already and the, <laughs> and the effigies and the funny thing is now that we mention uh, Mead and Loud um, we have a wonderful wonderful interview with Seamus Kenny um the the from from me GA he is the operations manager. operations manager and we spoke to uh, Seamus Kenny during the week about his role as operations manager and then we went into his career as a Mead footballer and Simonstone footballer and we have a very interesting comment that he makes in uh in the interview about that uh, Leinster final. It's nine years since that Leinster final, lads. And uh, Seamus has a, a And it feels like ninety. It feels like ninety. I as was well. in I was in the Gale talk at the time when I came back for it. On I thought Sunday. you were going to say you were a nappies. <laughs> no, <laughs> I still was. <laughs> I came back that day and I was with uh, John Cavan, his son, Glenn. He was great friends with me. The two of us were in the Gale Talk. John collected us at the train station, I think, in Kilcock or something. You know the way you get out for a Sunday in the Gale Talk. So they let us come back for the final. And then John drove us back after the game. And I remember, you know the way you can't look at any papers or phones or anything like that. We went to Spiddle the next day on the Monday. And so we went into the shop, you know, and we were mad to see the, the headlines you know and like you're not meant to even read English papers like because it's English you know the front page of everything was Joe this and Joe that and that but you were living in your own bubble I remember walking back into the house that night and all the boys were around the table oh jeez tell us about it or not. you know it was just nuts when you think back to it I remember being on the pitch and le- literally just got a bit 10 texts whatever one was from your parents whatever you do behave yourself it looks like it's yeah. kicking off yeah. like, next, I, next message whatever you do do not celebrate you didn't win that match. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, you had no idea what people were on about. I had yeah. this massive flag, 
huge flag, right? And we were in, we were the first row in the Davin, like literally on the pitch. So we were one of the first to get onto the pitch after the game. It was the last ever pitch invasion, actually. That's in right, yeah. Park, but I'll never forget the loud fella, full grown. I was only a child, like a full grown loud man. He grabbed my flag on the pitch and just started jumping on it. Broke <laughs> <laughs> it across his knee. Yeah, well, was, yeah. that was the type of tuggery that went on. Yeah, well, look. Those, uh, those were the days. Those were the days. And as we said, that interview with Seamus Kenny, it's brilliant. It, it, it describes his uh, his job as operations manager of me, GAA. He also speaks about the upcoming Christmas or the, the house Chris, draw Christmas at house Christmas. Um, which... The Christmas house draw. Yeah, the Christmas house draw. We could put it down and uh, as that and uh, and about the development the squads and uh, uh, and uh, the redevelopment of Park Tolchin as well. But as I said, some really really good comments from him on uh, on that infamous Leinster final of twenty ten. Really worth looking out for. That's on our Patreon service. It'll be going out next week. Um, so do look out for that one. In fact, just as I said, say uh, the about the Loyal Royals podcast. On Patreon, we'll have uh, interviews from the under twenty one finals this weekend. We have that Seamus Kenny interview up close and personal, and we'll also be previewing the Clonmacnoise Leinster final and uh, obviously Mead's return to uh, twenty twenty action and uh, a couple of the players that may have been introduced and uh, a few other things as well. And that we'll be also be on this podcast, the We Are Mead podcast. We'll also be talking about the manager merry-go-round we might have a, a little look at something we're going to be doing next week on the podcasts as well we're going to be picking our club team of the decade now there is a couple of little stipulations with this players uh, cannot have uh, played in league or championship for the Mead senior team and um, so that's made it a little bit difficult the three of us and Kieran Flynn, who's not with us today, we sat down and we painstakingly went through. Trashed it out. We trashed it out because we actually did have to trash it out because there was a couple of disagreements here there and there. Was one or two lads and one or two teams who people said he hasn't played league. He has, but yeah. then we had to go back through records and mm. look through records. Now, as a group, we only have official records dating back to 2014. We're working on getting it back longer. If there's someone who we've in our selections who's played between 2010 and 2013 in the league or championship. Or 29. Or 2009. Well, we yeah. did a good look at ourselves <laughs> after was. Then, then let us know. We're pretty confident that we that none of them have played league or championship in the past. But look, we can all be what, wrong once. What we've done is we've, we've, uh, we've um, cut it down to two players for every position. And what we're going to do is we're going to get the... Um, we're going to get the public involved, so look out on our Instagram um, page, the We Are Meet Instagram page, because we're going to be doing polls for each position. So we'll go through the two goalkeepers, two cornerbacks, two fullbacks, two uh, uh, wingbacks, centrebacks, other, you know what I mean? We're going to go through the whole team. We're going to give you two options for every position, and uh, it's going to be up to the public to vote for that, and we will run through the team of the decade of non-county players, we'll say, um, uh, on a Patreon podcast next week, but I'm sure it's going to cause a bit of controversy, lads. Because even after we settled on the on the two players in each position, there was a couple of names that were thrown out, and we were like, "Going, yeah, I never thought of him, Davy." Well, well, there will be, and we. I just said it to Brian before we came on air that, you know, is there any on Brian that we're after missing? Glaringly obvious. That, I'm sure there probably is, and and in people's eyes, there'll be a lad that how how the hell can he knock it in? But the beauty of this is, as you mentioned, it's the team of the decade from. So it's not just a senior team. It's not, you know, yeah. you have junior players coming up against senior players for a position. And that's brilliant because it's reflective of their performance with their team over the last over 10, 10 years. years. Yeah. Um, 
and there's a great spread and like there's there's some fascinating matchups as well in there that yeah. people can vote for and it's important to stress we've kind of given the guidelines and we've given the nominees but ultimately the power lies with the public to actually pick the winners of each position. Yeah. We'll run through the team in depth next week from 1 to 15. It'll be great. Yeah, it's going to be class. And uh, do look out on our Instagram because uh, there are players out there who have given a lifelong service to their club but have never been mentioned uh, when it comes to Mead jerseys and uh, and are probably still you know, playing a club role and, and, and are a major part of a club team and have given a lifelong service. So um, we've tried to pick out a few of those players and we're going to leave it up to you to decide on who'll be the 1-15, to 15, which we'll go through. We'll go through next week, we'll do a full podcast on it, and what we'll do is we'll run through all the nominations, and then we'll get the results um, from Davy Rispin, because he's going to be keeping an eye on that one. And in, uh, the, in the upcoming season of Goodwill, people might even be shocked at one of the people who I may even have suggested. Well, yeah, well, that's, if that's not a hint. <laughs> yeah, the, ooh, he could be in the team, or he might not. Imagine he wasn't in the team. Um, yeah. What do you mean? Of course, he, of course, Kieran Flynn is going to be in goals. <laughs> he, he that will not be mentioned or, or named. But well, anyway, it's not a hope or a claim on him. Well, what we'll do is uh, that that is going to be on next week's. But what we're going to tell you is to just keep an eye on our Instagram account and um, look out for those polls. We're going to kick off now uh, this We Are Meat podcast with the under-21 football final results that I have in front of me. In the under-21 final, that's the under-21 championship proper, uh, if you want to call it that, because we've got an A1 and we've got a B and a C as well. But in the under-21 final, it was done by an eight points, Rathoth won 15, and uh, Brian Kelly, you know, Rathoth's year, as you were saying in your tweets, Rathoth's year just uh, really capped off um, by but by, by like dominating and walking waltzing through an under twenty one championship shows what what a senior championship win can do for a club. Yeah, look, they were really impressive on Friday night from goalkeeper to corner forward and then any sub that came on, they all knew their job and the style of football they played was really lovely to watch. Quick football, none of this over and back. Get the ball forward as quick as they could. And the manner in which they held a very good Dunboyne forward line to only eight points was really impressive. Yeah, absolutely brilliant from Latote. And there, as we said, their season going from strength to strength. Uh, we caught up with Keen Rogers, uh, the centre forward from Latote, and you'll be able to get that interview on our uh, Patreon service. We'll be doing an under-21 roundup um, on the Patreon podcast, forward slash mead. Um, so you'll be able to pick that one up. And also in the B Championship final, it was Karen Ross 316, Kilbride three goals and five. And Davy Rispin, Karen Ross, um, again, a comprehensive win for them in, in, in the B final. Yeah, brilliant achievement. Um, I think from, from memory, I think they had less than 20 players talked out, you know. So... We mentioned Retoat, you know, having 50 between their two teams and that's yeah. something like 30 for their second team. That's a brilliant achievement to win a championship with less than 20 players, you know. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, only a few years ago, we, we actually joined up with them at under-21 level. I played with Frank O'Reilly and the likes, and it was just great to see Frank, he captained the side, he was excellent, getting the privilege of winning a championship as a standalone club for them, which is just magnificent. Uh, a word for Kilbride. You know, they, they have a wretched record wretched record in finals. And um, for whatever reason, they just can't seem to get over that. Is it the Mayo effect? Same colour jerseys? It is a bit, yeah. 
And, you know, they're so close to Dublin, you think they would nearly rubbing off them. But yeah, <laughs> Kilbride struggle with finals the way Davy Rispin struggles with alliteration, so he does. <laughs> well, it's when, when I put all the oars together, that's what happens. And it's my own fault, you know. But uh, it was it was an entertaining game and full credit to Kilbride because Karen Ross raced into the lead and you said, but Kilbride never stopped and they actually finished very strongly. So, you know, it was a decent game to watch, but my attention swiftly turned to the game beside it, which I think you're going to come to next. Which I'm going to come to next, and I'm needing a result for this one. I haven't got that one yet. It was uh, the C final, and it was Innie Gales uh, taking on Slane St. Mary's. It was uh, two amalgamations up against each other, Innie Gales, St. Bridget's and Myla, um, versus Slane and St. Mary's. And we're just trying to uh, get the result of that one, and it was Innie Gales, 18 points, and St. Mary's, one goal at nine. And David Rispin, again, you were at this one. Uh, 18 points is no... It's no small um, uh, scoring line for this time of the year, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, and it was one of them nights, it was a kind of wet, wintry night, not really, you know, accustomed to good football and stuff, but excellent game to watch. Ebbed and flowed, closely contested and, and hard fought. Um, in the end, you'd have to say the amalgamation, and I'll point towards Danny Gales one because obviously there were two amalgamations. Yeah. They were just that bit stronger. They had that little bit more quality in the likes of um, Sean Riley, obviously Mead County player, Joe Blake, Jack Blake from St. Bridget's. They came together and married it really well. Great performance and deserving winners. Yeah, and again, we'll go into depth on that one on our Patreon service. We also uh, caught up with the St. Bridget's man, uh, selector with any Gales, George Plunkett, and we'll have that interview as well on our Patreon service. So um, we're going to head on over here now to our small ball expert uh, for tonight. It's Brian Kelly. And Brian Kelly, you've got some results from the under-21 hurling. I'm glad you got me titled correct, Mickey. <laughs> uh, on the 27th of November, Kiltail gave a walk over to Clannagale and the under-21 hurling. That meant that Kiltail were back out again this weekend. Oh, sorry, Clannagale are back at this weekend, but they were down to a heavy defeat against Klein Longwood on a scoreline of two goals and 22 points. That's 28 to 8 points, so 20-point victory for what's meant to be an exceptionally strong Klein Longwood independent side. And then in the football semi-final yesterday in the under-21A, which is the second tier of under-21 in Mead, mm-hmm. trimmed three goals and 10 points. Minalvi Boards Mill, it's actually officially Minalvi, mm-hmm. but they are joined at Boards Mill. One goal and 11. So that was a tidy victory for Trim in a game played in Wijnaldi. And uh, that's his Trim now through to the under-21 B championship a. final. Or, or the A, yeah. Second <laughs> tier, but it is the Second tier, yeah. yeah. It, it is Yeah. And they played Ball in the Bracky now in that final. And we don't and have... I uh, would expect... It's not official, but I would expect that, that final will be played next weekend. It's five weeks since Ball in the Bracky played their semi-final. So I don't. I would imagine they won't be left waiting much longer. Yeah, next weekend is a busy weekend. Um, with uh the Leinster Club Junior Final and of course Mead uh going out against uh Loud in the Auburn Cup. Uh, we'll move on now to other results from the weekend and uh, Nick Weir uh got a baptism of fire as the new Mead Senior Hurling Manager when he came up against Antrim in the Kyo Cup. It was Antrim, it was Mead, one goal in 15, Antrim, 3.28. This game was played in uh, Park Tolchin in Navan on Saturday, and uh, Antrim coming away with a huge victory. I thought it was actually 3.27. I thought it was double scores, but it was more than double scores. It was 37 points to 18 in favour of Antrim, Brian Kelly. And uh, Nick Weir just getting a, a, a you know a taste of, of, of uh, what it's like to be over the Mead senior hurling team. Yeah, but Sherlock, what in... 
brutal honesty, what relevance has the result in the end of November to what you're going to be doing next spring? Absolutely. Probably very little. It was an experimental lineup yesterday. Some of the more experienced players littered in among newcomers to the panel. They all will have a lot more training to do over the next month or six weeks before the league begins. Six weeks heading for two months. Um, that'll help bring them on. They'll lose a bit of the unfitness that you pick up. Once you drop the hard for a while, you do lose a bit of fitness. They'll be sharper come the start of the league. They'll be a much better team come then. They'll add a few bodies into the team. And I honestly don't think there'll be any relevance to yesterday's result. Yeah, and, and a lot of players and what you see in the league. A lot of players that came in as well, you know, ha- have only just recently stopped playing hurling with the club. So you you know, it's it, it's a hard one to kind of uh, merge together players that have probably been training for a few weeks and fellas that haven't and fellas who have just stopped and you need a break. You and know, you're still well. fellas in under twenty one action with the club and yeah. maybe not fully able to commit to what's there at the moment. And the Clanny Gale boys as well. The Clanny Gale lads. I mean, the, yeah. Probably the one big positive from a me point of view, I think yesterday I was talking to Kieran earlier. Uh, he said Keith Kogan played yesterday, whereas there was rumours that Keith was going to be unavailable for the mid seniors this year. So if he's around for the long shot next year, that's a huge boost. If there, if there was a doubt about his commitment, because I think there was talk of him going travelling, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it'll be. Uh, look, it's it's a disappointing result uh, in the Kyo Cup, but as you said, in the grand scheme of things, and um, there's a long time between now and and the end of the league. We all know pre-season last year, the footballers lost to Dublin in Parnell Park. There was consternation among supporters, and then we were down to the best league we had in years. So yeah, pre- was there consternation amongst the supporters? We lost it on penalties. You know, it was. Uh, I, I remember on social media. I know social media is not always the best barometer, <laughs> but <laughs> social media was not a pleasant place to be a moderator of all things media that weekend. Yeah, but sure. Like you did. The funny thing is, is that with with social media. Uh, it's usually used as a place for, for for letting off some steam. So you don't have you don't hear the people who who are being positive going on to uh, social media. Social media is really for with the for, exception of the man to me right hand side who was extremely positive. That exactly, day. yeah, absolutely. But uh, anyways, uh, look, uh, it, it's going to be a long road for this Mead team and and uh, this Mead hurling team, and uh, you know they're not going to be worrying about a result like that against Antrim in the Kyo Cup at the in their very first game of the season. It's not even twenty. 2020 yet it's the 20th season and we're still December 2019 so we'll not worry about it um, lads I suppose moving on from results um, what we might do is now we might throw in the manager merry-go-round uh, into this section of the podcast we do have uh, we do, we'll set the scene for the Clan Gale and Mead uh, team teams for next week but the manager merry-go-round and uh, there's a few uh, I've a list of, of, of managers that have moved clubs or have joined clubs and uh, uh, it's looking quite interesting Davey you told me uh, well we, we all know about Davey Nelson joining Navin O'Matney's again that's a good appointment um, Brian you were talking about uh, the one and only Dudley we, Mr Farrell yeah, Dudley has left Nafina and he's now over at Kenny for the coming year. Now, it's a bit closer to home. A bit closer to home and I'd say the fact that Nabor are gone to senior ranks, mm. he mightn't want to risk the chance of managing Nafina against Nabor. Yeah. I, I imagine that that would have a, a fair a bearing on it, yeah, of course. Yeah, which would absolutely. be very understandable. Yeah. It's, a nice, it's a nice job in Rakenny that, you know, they're back in intermediate now and they would have a realistic chance of probably going and challenging for, you know, honours. It's, yeah. pro- it's probably far more of an attractive job 
weirdly enough now than it would have been at the start of this year Absolutely. when they were fighting relegation. Like, yeah. you know? A successful year for a Kenny next year's intermediate semi-final yeah. and that's more than within their capabilities. They could they could easily win an intermediate next year yeah. because when you look through the Robbie Gary who was in the fringes of the mid senior panel for the last couple of years Kayla Halligan who as we all know is back on it this year mm-hmm. Donald Kogan then you James O'Hare who was a mid young footballer the year last year mid under 20 panelists this year Jack Timmons another good young that injured at the minute but he'll be back next year then you've um, Keith Curtis Brian Mead Brian Mead James Mackin Colin Curtis is a solid keeper Donald Curtis I think I, 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 young, young Donald. In fairness, in fairness, I think I, I think you've uh, you've gone through most of the team there. Yeah, it is a good Red Kenny team, and they will definitely be. Love uh, thy neighbour is one of the commandments, but, Mickey. You know, but, but absolutely, but like they do have a good, they've good quality throughout mix throughout their side. Now, I was actually Mark surprised Barn to see them. Was the DKIT team during the week. I, I was I was this is fair play but I, I was surprised to see them being relegated I think they've they've definitely have the quality and that's a good shrewd move from uh, Dudley in fairness to him. Obviously, doesn't want to go up against Narborough's home club and his sons um, uh, uh, in senior ranks. And uh, that's that's a good shrewd move. Going back to the Davy Nelson one, Davy, um, mm. back uh, to his home club, Navino Matneys, and um, that'll be, uh, you know, taken over from Kevin Riley. Kevin Riley has done some great work in the last couple of years. And, you know, if they can bring through a few young players into the team, so why no reason why Navino Matneys can't be back up there competing in, in the knockout stages and senior. Yeah, certainly. I think the last few years for O'Matney's has been a rebuilding process and I think Kevin Riley's done it re- reasonably well, it has to be said. Um, very much unlucky not to get to the knockout stages this yeah, year. Yeah, and that was like, you know... Like the, be- the Beckill column kill in the group and, yeah. and didn't come through. And if you said that at the start of the group, you'd say, oh my God. But it came down to it came down to a three-way head-to-head. Yeah. It didn't come down to score difference. No, no. And it was... Uh, and, and the three-way... It did it did come down to score difference in the end because the three-way head-to-head, they all bet each other. No, they didn't. No. That was the thing. Oh, O'Matney's, sorry. Right. O'Matney's hadn't... O'Matney's had lost to Dunshockland and lost to... Who's the other team? Screen. Yeah. Um, but on score difference, O'Matney's were... Uh, yeah, third. sorry, sorry. Yeah, they ended up going down two yeah. places. Yeah, but um, look, it's it. Davies there. He's he's won championships with them as manager. I think it's a good appointment. I think it's probably the right time to come back in. He knows most of the lads. Um, I think most of the lads play for him. You know, they, they, he's a great motivator on that, and I think he'll do well. Um, and he's going to have the bones of his team together for the entire year because yeah. there's only going to be one or two of them in on the county senior panel. Mm-hmm. So when you have that, and you can get a second style of play mm-hmm. going. He should, they should be very well placed coming into the championship. A bit like Kells have been for the last few years. Well, their star man is going to be in on the county team. So yeah, but they're only going to have one. Or Shane O'Brien. They'll have one, maybe two. Yeah. But like they're not going. To, it's not going to be like oh man, he's when Davey was there maybe a number of years ago when they were winning the championship. Six or seven. Yeah. And he's six or seven, and very hard to get a settled team over the course of the year. Whereas you're going to have a settled team next year, and then you're going to be adding Shane you know, O'Brien into it. Mm-hmm. And I think I think David Brown might be going in as a selector with him, which would be an interesting move too. You know, probably coming to the end of his playing days is probably more enforced than anything else with injuries and stuff. But I think he'd be excellent if he was with Davy, and and Davy obviously knows firsthand how good he is, obviously with the lads and motivating them and stuff. As in a playing capacity, he'd have to respect. Yeah, and that's of course. In the last few years, there's a track record. If you weren't on the twenty six for me you're released to play league matches for your club. So if Oshin O'Brien didn't happen to make the 26 on any given weekend, he could be back playing for a Mahnies that weekend. So yeah, he a, could still end up playing 
quite a bit of football if if he's not getting his place in the mid team. Yeah, it's it's uh, look, it's a good appointment for Navin O'Matney's. Um, uh, Davy Nelson going back to his roots, and uh, as he said, like if if Oshin O'Brien is not making the twenty six, you know, it'd be great for him to be getting plenty of game time with with the club. Um, next one is very interesting, lads. Uh, McDegan back to Dunamore Ashburn. Um, there's there's you know it does. Does that mean that you know his son might be coming back to Dunmore Ashford? Does anybody want to take that? Potentially, <laughs> I was in Ashford. I he's taking that. I was in Ashford on Friday night, and I was just chatting to a few of the committee. I ended up to helping on the gate because there were short few bodies, and well, I, was, right. I was just asking what's the story, and they said, "Look, he doesn't seem to have been featuring too regularly in the championship with Nafine in the last year or two in Dublin." He's still palling around with an awful lot of the fellas he was friendly with in Ashburn. Mm-hmm. He's gone out with one of the, I think it's Avian Cleary off the Dunham Ashburn ladies team and Mead senior. Well, ladies. I hope you didn't get that wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's, one, there's two Clearys. I think it's Avian he's gone out with. And like, if he's still so closely ingrained with all his old friends in Ashburn, it wouldn't be beyond the bounds of possibility that, that he, he could, come, that back, he could yeah. come back. Yeah, but uh, it, again, an interesting one. The fact that McDegan going into Dunham Ashburn, will he bring the son back and whatever? It'll be Ashburn would be delighted to have him back as well. And I, I'm sure he's a he's a quality, quality player. Um and then the final one that we have down here is uh is Big Scoop. Hmm. It's Dunsany. Kieran Flynn is not here. It's um, a, it's our Flynn. I think I think Kieran Flynn is not here for a reason tonight. He's gonna into the selector oh. with his cousin. Niall Flynn is in as manager of Dunsany apparently no, and uh, Kieran's organising a coup tonight to get Niall Flynn removed alright <laughs> uh, Davey um, Niall Flynn going in as Dunsany manager it's a strange one uh, Dennis O'Shea was there for a couple of years excellent pedigree as a manager um, managed Manalvi managed the mean minors as well actually and he did a couple of years with Dunsany got them up to got them very close you know beating an extra time by Miley this year in the Junior semi final, um, but obviously one thing or another, he's he's stepped away, or you know the position has become available, and I suppose Niall has done a lot of um coaching at under twenty one level and indeed probably second team level whilst also playing. I mean he's not at an age where you'd assume that a lad would be finished playing because he's only in his late twenties. Was a goalkeeper, came out and played outfield, played on the forty this year, played centre forward. All the um, Flynn's are goalkeepers. Yeah, yeah. Bad ones, <laughs> but no, he it's a, it's a, it's an odd one. I'm I'm just yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Uh, it's just it's it's a little bit different now. Yeah, very yeah. hard to be in the position to be dropping one of your good friends. Yeah, and that's the position that Flynn could end up in next year. Some managers have managed it and been good at it. Other managers have found it very difficult. And that will probably make or break how he gets on as manager. You have to, at the end of the day, you have to, when you're going in to do that at that age, you know, you have to, you have to be ready for all that. And, and you have to be of a certain uh, uh, mind frame because uh, I know like I've been managed by friends of mine and I've been from managed, at this stage I've been managed by young, I've been, I know at this stage I've been managed by fellas that are a lot younger than me yeah, as well yeah, yeah. so and it, it, it can be uh, it can be tough so and, uh, and imagine like on a Saturday night normally he'd be probably one of the lads going out for a few scoops with the lads now he'll have to kind of 
rein that in and say, lads, hang on, I'm not going out. Or how are they going to go for pints and the manager not find out? Yeah, that's another one. But, uh, He'll be dropped from a few WhatsApp groups. He, he will, that's for sure. But uh, look, Niall Flynn in as the Dunsany manager. If anybody else has heard anything about manager movements out there, I think Jumbara. Uh, no, nothing. No, I still know. Still no. no word. I know they were in talks with a man. Um, but that hasn't been confirmed, so I'm not going to uh, spread a rumor. I was speaking with one of the players this morning, actually, and um, at a girls a girls minor final this morning, and I said any update on you know the the rumored change, and they said no, absolutely nothing. So that's still up in the air at the moment. Yeah, uh, Brian Kelly, you're yeah, dying to get in there. Joe Cowley is uh, confirmed next year as sole manager. It's sole manager. Now o- Oshin was joint manager, despite what. Oshin was the media said the last while, but Oshin was the R and B manager and uh, Joe is the sole manager. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you haven't won. Maybe. Yeah, no, no, no. It was funny because I saw all the all the big scoops during the week that Oshin uh, Oshin uh, um, oh, Jesus, bloody hell! Oshin McConville uh, taking his first. Oshin McConville uh, picking his first uh, taking his first ever managerial role in uh, in in Monaghan, and I was like, going, uh, no, he was over uh, he was over Centralstown, and he also managed uh, Dundalk IT, so it's not his first managerial role. But uh, you know, these journalists they don't just do, they just don't do their homework, do the right. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on. That's the managerial uh, merry-go-round. I'm sure that'll be. Uh, going around in circles now again for the next couple of months as well um, before all teams get their managers sorted um, but moving on we'll have a look now uh, forward to next weekend and uh, Clonagail are set to play in the Leinster Junior Club Final on Saturday in Park Palch it's down for 2pm Brian Kelly is thinking that it might be changed to 1.30 um, but we'll uh, if we get any news on that we'll let you know I it's- can confirm 1.30. One thirty. Okay, and it's going to be one thirty. It's changed. It was down as as two p.m. But uh, they were saying that it might be changed to one thirty to allow for daylight uh, and extra time and all that jazz. Um, but it is against uh Ratgarog of Cushionstown in Wexford. Now we did talk about them in depth last week, and we'll be doing a preview on our uh, Patreon podcast. But Brian, um, again, like Clondagale, you know, um, what what can we say that we haven't already said? Look, they're in. Well, didn't they didn't Clonagale play in a Leinster uh, junior final a few years ago? Two thousand and seven. Two thousand and seven, yeah. and uh, that Graham Gerry would have been playing he for that st- yeah. at and, that stage. And Tom Hanley played in that and team. And Tom Hanley well. played in that team as well. Like so, um, you know, like um, Tom Hanley has experience of playing in Leinster finals. Yeah, look, Tom's a great man to have on your sideline when you're getting to this kind of stage. He's played county football. He's been involved with county teams. He's played at this level in terms of playing at the club he's just a very experienced wily operator still quite a young manager but a wily operator and he's the he's an excellent fella to have in your corner here now because he knows what it takes to win these games and he's content he's constantly getting the best out of these young lads and brought them through from underage football and married them with some of the older more experienced heads in the club and i think with home advantage this weekend i'd really fancy clanagate to do the business Davey, your thoughts? Yeah, I think I think they have a they have an excellent chance. I think um, they're battle hardened. I think from their outing so far, both in terms of me championship and indeed Leinster, um, you know, Rackerow, Cushionstown, yeah, they probably are a little bit of a surprise package. But 
that side of the draw seems to have opened up, sorry, was a lot more open than, say, Clannagale's side was. Because you look at Clannagale's games against Ballymacarrigy? Ballymacarrigy, yeah. You probably watched Ballymacarrigy, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. But um, <laughs> that was a real tight game. Then, obviously, they were coming up against the extremely fancied Kildare outfit in Ballymore Eustace. Yep. Got yeah, through right. that one. All tight games, whereas the other side of the draw seemed to kind of open up. And, you know, full credit to the Wexford team, they've come through it. But I think home advantage, as Brian mentioned, um, they have nothing to fear. Once their heads are right and their complacency doesn't creep in, which I don't think it will, I think I think they'll be okay. Yeah, looking forward to this one. It's Park Tolchin, it's Saturday, it's 1.30pm. It's Clan McGill, the Mead champions, taking on the the Wexford champions, uh, Ratgarog of Cushionstown. And uh, anybody that can get out... Get out on Saturday and uh, get, I suppose it's a nice little, um, it's a nice little, um, what would you say, a nice little uh, uh, warm up for the Mead and Loud game on Sunday. And of course, you can head on over to our uh, Patreon podcast where we will be previewing the Clonmagale game um, in depth. And we do have an interview with Philly Gary of Clonmagale as well. A lovely interview that Davy Rispin uh, had to do for a second time. Um, because the first one that he recorded with him, you could, you actually couldn't hear Philly Gary at all. It was twenty minutes long, and uh, you couldn't hear Philly. It was all you could hear was David asking questions and then complete talking silence. to myself again. It was, yeah, <laughs> it was nearly like he was practicing the questions with Philly, um, and nobody on the other end. But uh, do tune into that one because he got a great interview with Philly Gary, um, and uh, it'll be out on our Patreon service in the next couple of days. Uh, the second game of the of the weekend. Uh, um, and probably not as big a game as the Clan the Gale game, but it is the O'Byrne Cup, and it is Mead coming out. Um, it's a big game for Loud, uh, as uh, as uh, Brian Kelly alluded to earlier on. It's probably their All Ireland final, but um, Mead versus Loud, the O'Byrne Cup Sunday, two p.m. in Navan, and this one, lads, is is exciting in that. We've heard of all the rumours of all the different players that have been in on the Mead panel. Um, we won't go to you, Brian, because you don't deal with rumours on the Mead panel. Only me and Davey can. Um, but uh, because of your position in the Mead County Board. Um, but this is exciting in that we had such a good year last year. We talked about the players that we think and we've heard are in training with the panel. And it would be great to see a few of these lads getting a bit of um, game time and showing their worth even at this early stage in the season. Definitely, and I suppose as a pre-season competition, that's essentially what the O'Brien Cup is all about, really, yeah. is blooding these new lads. And for the supporters like ourselves who will be going to Navin next Sunday, it's going to be great to see these lads wearing Mead jerseys and seeing how they're getting on. Because ultimately, this is this is a huge two or three weeks for them lads to... You know, to make an impression and, and, and to try and make they, the final panel exactly maintain yeah. their position on the panel and that. So it's uh, it's not as if boys are going to be going in and sauntering in. You're going to probably have a mixture. You're still going to have some of the regulars, I'd imagine, getting back into it and stuff, which is which is always a given. But um, there's another man. Um, I know we've kind of talked about him at different times, but I think Eamon Wallace has rejoined the panel now. Yeah. Um, you know, had an excellent year with Retoth and would have been well touted to go in there. Um. I don't think Joey's in. I think Joey might be, you know, going travelling or whatever, which is which is a blow because he was excellent this year. Would have been a shoe in, I'd imagine, to get in on the panel. But I think Eamon's, uh, it's going to be good to see him again. He's been off in a few years and he's gone away, had a little bit of a break from football, 
but he's got the hunger back and clearly he still has the desire and the class to, to play county football. Another man that I can talk to Brian Kelly about, who's definitely in on the Mead panel, not in the playing capacity, but in a straight and conditioning role, is Niall Ronan of uh, St. Column Kills. And, you know, there's 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 a lot said about strength and conditioning coaches these days and whatever, and they are an imperative uh, part of a, of a county setup. Like, they're a huge part. But to have one of your own, you know, who has gone on and has played international rugby, um, has you know, being part of professional setups and the whole lot. Isn't it wonderful that we, and, and would have been an unbelievable mead footballer had he stuck with the GEA. But to, for him to come back to his roots and be the strength and conditioning coach for the mead panel, I think it's just a dream come true. Like it, it's, it's the dream scenario that you get a player of that quality coming back to your mead setup. Absolutely. John Coughlin did serious work in his time with the mead football team. And overall, as strength and conditioning coach in me, GA, working with un- with development squads and the likes, Nile, John has moved on now and Niall is in. Niall, as we all know, was a fantastic player for Munster Rugby. He is a fantastic minor footballer for Mead, played for St Mary's, the Austin School and St Colin Kills as well. Um, he is an out-and-out Mead man. He's a passionate Mead man. I think having him involved is going to just add to the work that John Coughlin did and help to bring it on another level or two in the next in this year and the coming years. He's somebody who has a very good reputation. Played with St Colum Kills, dear the one the mine or the Leinster Intermediate and reached All Ireland, and he can add a huge amount to this panel. He'll know the players from having played it with them and against them, and I think he's just going to be a really interesting addition to the. Manage, managerial setup. Yeah, I think it's I think I think it's brilliant. Um, I think I just think that coming from the GA background, he knows how the GA works, um, and knows how county panels work. And then coming from the professional background, he's going to know you know the, the extra bits that you need to do and whatever. I think it's a I think it's a brilliant addition to the to the um, meet setup. Uh, just uh, Mags Guinan got in contact with us a few weeks ago, and we've been trying to find out what the story is. Whether she was asking us about Colin Nally. And, you know, does he have a contract and whatever with the Mead team and how long he's going to be in there? From the from the best of our knowledge, from what we can find out, is that uh, the manager gets a term, but the, the, the backroom team kind of go on a yearly basis. And Colin Nolly is back in for this year uh, and he will be part of the Mead team. But I think from the best of what we can find out is that they don't get actual contracts, but what they do is they go on a year-to-year basis. So great that uh, Colin Nally is back involved again this year. I suppose, lads, it would be uh, rude not to um, uh, speak about another thing um, that has uh, come to light in the last few days. And Mead's, uh, I, I was looking at the, the price that Mead were for uh, the Leinster um, uh, championship this year, and they've gone from 16 to 1 into 3 to 1 in the last... 24 hours after Jim Gavin resigned as the double <laughs> <laughs> But what, but like, you know, Jim Gavin um, resigning his position as Dublin manager uh, in the last 24 hours and, uh, or 48 hours anyway. And it's an interesting one, Davey. Um, you know, Dublin are not naive at the same time and I'm sure they knew this has been part of a plan and the, the county board have known about it and they've probably been getting somebody ready to go in and take over from them and they haven't announced it yet but I'm sure they have somebody already in place but it'll be interesting to see because he was such a, um, a, a, 
he was such a fulcrum. He was just he was such a good manager mm. to see. Will the players give the next manager the same respect and and play for the manager? Is there a, is there procedures and systems and everything in place that it just continues on? Yeah, it it will be interesting. I'm not so sure. I I think that it will have taken them by by shock. I suppose that that he has resigned because I think the plan was that he was going to be staying for the next three or four years. That was announced earlier on in the year, but and even the time. And I know we're, today's the first of December and that, but. You're not really that far away from obviously O'Brien Cup starts next week, but league is where they're going to be. Yeah, probably looking to really. And their under twenty one team will be playing the O'Brien Cup. So yeah, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, they're fifteen, but it's still timing doesn't strike me as the best. I mean, you know, if Jim was probably going to resign, I think a month a month ago would probably have been the ideal time to get someone in, and then start afresh. Um, go back to your you know question. I think. I think it will be difficult to replace him. And sure, you have an exceptional group of players, but you're right. If you don't have the right man who ultimately has the respect of the players, can get the most of them, keep them all happy, which he did. Like Bernard Brogan, for example, was the best one. He was one of the first people to go up and give Jim Jim Gavin a big hug after the All-Ireland final. For a man that didn't play feckall football last year, that kind of says it all about the, you know, the... Spirit, I suppose, in that yeah, team. Yeah, I think that was done for the cameras as well. Myself, those you, know, you would do, though, wouldn't they, you? They, you would they, think they, that. I just would, yeah, I'd have I, that. It's not often I agree with Mickey, but I wholeheartedly <laughs> agree with Mickey on that one. But yeah. you never hear a player coming out and having a bad word to say about him. No, they don't that, say it, that they've no. left, you yeah. know, a player that's left the panel, which yeah. kind of says it all for me. Yeah, but Brian, I, 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 would, I would say with fair knowledge that there was a couple of the Dublin players who wouldn't have had a good relationship with Jim Gavin in the last while. Um, I think the G- Jeremy Connolly coming back in that, upset the that, that's bound to have upset certain players because yeah. they're being judged to a certain level of commitment and next thing you see a fella drafted in well into the season and then he comes on in the All-Ireland final at a, an important time ahead of players who had given ferocious commitment for, oh, for the entirety of Jim Gavin's term as I manager agree, yeah. I can only imagine as that that would upset players you can talk about seeing the bigger picture and it all being about Dublin winning the All-Ireland. But at the back of it all, every player wants to be on the pitch. We all heard Bernard Brogan in his interview on the late late after he retired. Mm. He um, was very hurt at not being on the 26 for the drawn match in the All-Ireland. He decided he'd be a bit more like Conor Callaghan in training for the next two weeks and be very selfish. Mm-hmm. That suggests to me that Bernard Brogan thought that Conor Callaghan was a bit selfish and wasn't playing a team game. So I think all these things, no matter what players say, there's always going to be certain things that they think that they don't want to say while they're part of the panel. And okay, so that that that's the player end of thing. Just on it, do you think you know that like Davy thinks that it was probably there? It's taken them by surprise at the time and all it. I myself think that you know this has been orchestrated. Like I don't think Dublin are such a professional outfit, managerial wise as well. That I think that this was all part of a plan, and there is somebody ready to take over. Uh, he probably has already taken over in the yeah. last month, but it hasn't been announced. Or I would announced. I would expect that there'll be an announcement on no Laird and Wednesday of next week. Yeah, because I think Dublin Jim Gavin, from what we've all seen of Jim Gavin and the ship he's run over the last while, he's from a military background working in the Air Corps. Yeah, I think that he might have told Dublin GA three or four weeks ago. I am stepping aside. Um, an agreement was reached not to announce anything until they had a manager more or less appointed and Saturday 
it's announced Jim's gone. It's perfect for the Sunday papers. Yeah. I'm um, sure there's a lot of journalists had to work on a Saturday that don't normally. And yeah, well, next you, thing, and it's also a Sunday. It's also a Sunday in the ca- in the sporting calendar where you'd have feck all to write about. So it was probably done like that as well. I think it was Next thing I imagine, by the middle of the week, there'll be a, a ratification announced. Yeah. It's perfect timing and enough that county boards meet the first week of the, of the month. So early next week, Dublin County Board meeting, somebody ratified, what's the odds? Yeah, it's probably been, it's, it's probably already uh, um, been decided, but it hasn't been ratified. They're just going to go in and, and, and a meeting on Monday night or something like that and go, everybody say yay, yay, or sha, or sha, and the whole lot, like, and the whole lot, like, so. But look, I think it's going to make for interesting times. Um, I think that um, Jim Gavin might, give them an extra 2% on the field. So you take that 2% away from them and a team like me that are progressing, if they can gain an extra 2 or 3% this year, you've closed the gap by 5%. Well, you know, so we that's, all, that's... We all thought that with Pat Gilroy too, our next team, Jim Gavin, came in and brought it on another notch or two. There's always the possibility that that could happen. And don't, be, don't be bursting me bubble. Don't be bursting me bubble. I think that me will close the gap by another 5% this year. We'll, get, we'll gain 3, they'll lose 2 and that's a gain of five for us. Get, they could gain three, and we could we could gain eight from our perspective. You, you really are the the optimist. The Grinch. Right? It's Christmas, and he's the Grinch, huh? <laughs> well, look, um, it does it does make for in, an interesting Leinster championship next year, and uh, hopefully, it, it is uh, the uh, the start of the 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 other teams reigning in Dublin in the Leinster championship. Look, that we've covered an awful lot. In that podcast, lads, we've done the other 21 results, the Kyo Cup, we've done the uh, Clon the Gale, Mead and Loud, we've talked about Nile Ronan, we've done the Manager Merry Go Round, we've talked about Jim Gavin. Don't forget to go on to our Patreon service next or this week. We have uh, the under 21 finals and interviews. We have Seamus Kenny, the interview up close and personal, and that loud game from nine years ago, as we said, and we'll have the Clon the Gale and Mead. Uh, previews for next weekend. I don't think we've anything else for the We Are Mead podcast, Brian Kelly. Uh, well, I leave one night on the day of your Christmas house draw is coming up December 28th. Um, tickets purchased until 10 a.m. on Monday, December 2nd. Uh, for every ticket purchased, you're entered into a draw to win 10 more. So you could, you could really have 11 house draw tickets for 100 euro. That offer applies to anybody who has purchased previously as well. It's not just for anyone who purchases over this weekend. It's a cracking offer. You'd encourage everybody to come out and buy it. It's we need to redevelop Park Touch and we need people to buy into redeveloping Park Touch. This house draws a perfect chance. You're not just having the chance to help me, Jay, to redevelop Park Touch. You can win a house. It's worth two hundred and seventy-five thousand, even if you never live in it. If you sell it on, you've two hundred and seventy-five thousand in your bank. Okay, I'll buy a ticket. Previous. I'll buy a ticket. I'll buy a ticket. You sold it to me. You sold it to me. Just one. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm going to win the other ten as well. Uh, Dave, yours. Uh, just a word for our ex-chairman who resigned. Uh, Absolutely. After twenty-one years at the Helen Pat Lynch last uh, last Monday night at our AGM, you know, an unbelievable servant, eighty-four years of age. It's Absolutely. it's rather incredible. Um, big shoes to fill but we just want to wish him well in his, his retirement I hope he's not going to go too far nah he'll, he'll still be around the club don't you worry that man and Cavs. good good Cavan roots in him as well <laughs> fair play to him yeah. fair play to him and uh, Brian Kelly you just yeah, have one more thing yeah I think it'd be remiss not to thank everybody who was in Ferryhurst on Sunday to support the annual Mead Race Day fantastic occasion great to see a few Mead trend winners as well and one, on one last one just keep an eye out this week the annual Mead J Awards is on Friday night 
So the award winners will be announced over the course of the week and there'll be some interesting winners. That's brilliant. And uh, again, don't forget, go over to our Patreon service. You'll have interviews with Keen Rogers from Rathout, the centre forward. Uh, George Plunkett of St. Bridges, the selector with the Innie Gales and their victory in the under-21C final. And we'll also have that interview with Philly Gary of Clonnegale. And don't forget, we are made by Matters More.